0: Hey, good day everybody. It's so wonderful to be with you again today. Thank you for joining me. And uh, today's message is entitled, Get It Right More Than Twice a Day. I'd like you to imagine with me um, a clock face and perhaps with it uh, an old-fashioned kind of clock. You know those clocks that work with gears and pulleys and, you know, sometimes in our grandparents' homes they had those clocks where you could open the face, the little glass panel and uh, adjust the hands of the clock to make sure the time's right. And then you could see behind it, you could see the the, the gears spinning and the little pulleys and and everything. So I'd like you to imagine a clock like that. Um, And um, my title comes from, I think you'd recognize it, from that saying that is often used, that even a broken clock can get it right twice a day. And, um, you know, when when a clock... Is times wrong, like those old-fashioned clocks? You, if it's like it's lost a bit of time, or you know, it's it's just not the right time. What you do is you open that face, and then you move the little hands towards what is the right time, and uh, you know, then it's set correctly. Um, but what often then happens is you you come by a little later down the day, and the time hasn't moved. It's still the time that you set it to, and that's when you realize that there's something wrong. And it needs more attention than that. It's not just going to be fixed because you move the hands to the right time. For the clock to keep the right time, it actually needs some work to be done on the inside. And then you have to take it to a clockmaker or somebody that can fix clocks. Um, we have one of our, our pastors, Pastor Louis Nell, who that's what he does. He loves fixing old clocks. And then you take it to him and then he has to work inside there, behind the behind the little face of it and get into those gears and pulleys and figure out in springs where something that's not quite right and have to fix that either replace a part or fix it so that the the clock can keep time again now I want to use that analogy to to first of all say this that there is a right time uh, time is not something that is relative in terms of we all have our own time you can't say well that's that's my time, or that's the time I work on, or that's that time is right for me. Um, if it is 9.15 in the morning, it's 9.15 for everyone. I can't say, well, for me, it's 9.30. That that doesn't work. In South Africa, we have what we call South African standard time, which is two hours ahead of um, universal, uh, coordinated universal time, uh, which is the, the, the central time, um, you know, that calibration that everybody works off. We are all oriented towards that time. No matter where you are in the world, your time is actually determined by coordinated universal time. You may be three hours ahead or five hours behind, but we all work off that one reference point. In South Africa, we set our clocks two hours ahead of universal, uh, coordinated universal time. And that is then called in our country, South African standard time. If your watch does not run according to South African standard time and you're living in South Africa and you're dealing with life in South Africa, then your clock, your watch doesn't really have much use for you because it's going to get you in the, in, you're just not never going to be on time. You're going to arrive at the, at a place at the wrong time. Time is right or time is wrong. There's no such thing as my time and your time and the time I you know, run by. That's different than your time. Time is a measurement that is set by the 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 sun and the moon, which is outside of our system in a sense, outside of the earth. And um, you know, every minute is 60 seconds. Every hour is 60 minutes. Time is a standard thing. Time is objective. And If you want to get time right, you have to get it according to that objective measurement. And from a biblical basis, that's what we believe about life, also. Life and truth and how to live life is not relative, and we all can do it the way we want to. I know that's the way the the secular world thinks about life. That we all each have our own truth. We each live life by our own standards. We each Just as long as it feels right for me and it works for me, that's my truth. But that's not really true. And if you think about it, it cannot really be true. There has to be a standard. There has to be some things that are true and right for everybody. No matter where you live, where you are, certain things are wrong. Certain things are right for everybody over all time in every space. And we believe that as Christians because we believe one God made everything. There's one creator that created everything and he created everything to function according to his standard. So he is the reference point for everything. Just like universal, coordinated universal time is the standard for all time. So God's law, God's ways is the standard for all life. So you want to get it right. I want to get it right. We want to live right. We want to be righteous people. People that live lives according to the standard. That get it right. That do it the right way. But the challenge is how? How do we get it right? Especially with the reality that we are now sinful people. We have fallen away from God's perfect plan. We have been damaged. We no longer have the desire always to get it right. We no longer have the capacity to get it right. We, in fact, have the, the rebellious nature that, that you know wants to go it our own way, often doesn't care to get it right. But if we know we should get it right, then how do we do it? How do we not live our lives just like a broken clock that gets it right twice a day? We want to get it right more often than that. You see, because every time we get it right, it's good for us. It's good for other people. If we don't get it right, it's bad for us and it's bad for other people. The destruction of this world, the the pain, the suffering is because we are not getting it right. We are getting it wrong so often and that causes so much pain and so much heartache in the world. Um, If you think about this terrible tavern event that was in the news that we're still trying to understand what exactly happened. Somebody got it wrong. They didn't get it right. And because something was done wrong, even if it was intentionally done wrong, it was done wrong. Somebody didn't live up to the standard. Then people get hurt. I want to get it right. I want to get it right for my family. I want to get it right in my marriage. I want to get it right in my friendships. I want to get it right in my workplace. I want to get it right more than twice a day. How do I do that? How do I get it right more often? The temptation would be to think that I can get it right by just merely, you know, moving the hands, putting the hands on the right place. And that's what we do with the clocks. You know, we move the hand, and then we think we've got it, time sorted. But if there's a fault in the inner mechanism, then the outward display is not, is not going to be right. You can fix it temporarily, but you can never make sure that it stays right. And that's the first thing you and I have to recognize about the human condition is that it's broken. We are broken on the inside. And you cannot merely fix our brokenness by outward uh, change or outward adaptation. I want to take you to a scripture, Romans 12, verse 1 to 2. Very familiar scripture. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So Paul writes to us and he says, if you want to know what God's will, if you want to get it right, if you want to prove what is right, then don't conform, but be transformed. To be conformed, is to try and to fix your life through outward adaptation. It is to try and find out what is right and then to copy it outwardly. It's to try and fit in with the the standard outwardly. And that's what we so often do as people, isn't it? We, We want to get it right. So we look around and we look and we find somebody that's an example to for us that is an inspiration that may be a role model. That's somebody that we say that person's getting it right. And then we, we look at what they do, how they do it. We, we, we look at, you know, what they look like. We look at how they dress. We look at, you know, just even the way they speak, the way they handle themselves. And then we want to copy that. We, we want to conform to the standard that they set. And we think that if we can outwardly conform to it, that it will change us and make us like that person. It's, the, it's again the philosophy of fake it till you make it. We, we act, if we believe, if we act like people that get it right, then ultimately we will, we're going to get it right. And, and you can in the short term. You can get it right a little bit. Uh, you can, like that clock, set the, the hands of the clock and and get the time right and and be right on and be perfect but you're not going to sustain it you're not going to keep it you're not going to go the distance with it at some point you're going to start losing time again at some point you're going to fall behind you you're going to you're going to mess it up because outward con- conformation doesn't bring lasting change lasting change happens because of inner transformation to become right to live right requires inward transformation that's why the bible says in jeremiah 31 verse 33 this is the covenant i will make with the people of israel after that time declares the lord i will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts i will be their god and they will be my people. Through the series of Exodus, we spoke about God's desire to want to be with us, to live with us. God can only live with us because we get it right. Because we're a holy people. Because we're a people set apart for him. Because we're a people wanting to live the way he wants us to live. We want to get it right. Then God can live with us. But he, we can only get it right because his law is on is written is put in our minds and written on our hearts. It becomes our inward orientation. It becomes the thing inside of us that we desire. And and that's the challenge. That's the the hard work. It's in a sense, easier to outwardly conform. It's much harder to be inwardly transformed. To be inwardly transformed means that you are changing your, your thought patterns you are changing your attitude, you are changing your, your direction of your heart, your, your orientation of your desires gets changed. And as you inwardly change, the outward expression becomes different. That's why Jesus said, you will know a tree by its fruit. Jesus said, if we abide in him, John 15, if we spend time with him, if we tap into him, if, if we are grafted into his root system, if we we allow his life to flow through us, then that will change us and and we will be inwardly changed and become a different person. We will be born again, transformed on the inside and that that inner change will produce an outward expression. That's the only way you can get it right more than twice a day is by being changed on the inside, being inwardly renewed, inwardly transformed now how do you do that how do we change on the inside because let's let's be honest i i can change my behavior it's not it's not easy it's not easy to change your behavior let's say for instance you want to go on a diet you can you can change what you eat you can change when you eat you can change how you eat it's difficult but you can do it but the challenge is how often do we change our behavior but we only just fall back when when we're in a stressful time or when we're on holiday or when, we, when our heart's broken or something, we're tired, then we fall back into the, 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 the behavior that we try to change. Why? Because our inner orientation hasn't changed. The inner patterns of our lives haven't changed. Sometimes we, we, we just swap one problem for the other problem, one addiction for another addiction. Because the inner pattern hasn't changed. It's merely the outward things we're trying to change. We're just trying to look like we're right. We're trying to, you know, appear to be right. That's not what God wants us to do. That's the law. That's religion. Religion requires conformity. To conform to an external standard. Relationship with God is about transformation. Changing us on the inside. How do we do that? How's that possible? Well, the good news is it's possible. But it's not possible for me to do on my own. The only way I can be transformed is by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's by the grace of the Holy Spirit. It's by the working of the Holy Spirit inside of me. The Holy Spirit is like a clockmaker in that sense. He's like my friend Louis Nell. That when you can't just, Change the time on the clock, and it keeps its time. The Holy Spirit comes, and He opens up that clock, and He starts working on the inside. And He understands those little springs. That you know, when I look at a clock and I see those little springs and dials and pulleys and levers and and little springs, and it's just like I, it's a mess. I don't have a clue. So all I can do is just move the clock arms and make and hope that that works. But a, a an expert clockmaker can get in, and they understand. They they understand the patterns on the inside. They know which you know which uh, gear turns, which other gear, and which spring, and and they can find the problem and they can fix it. And that's what the Holy Spirit can do for us. The Holy Spirit knows us because He created us. He's, he's got. He's the part of the Trinity that created us that brought order and form and shape to us. And the Holy Spirit can come inside of us. Like Jesus said, after he drove out the demon, um, he said, and, and the Holy Spirit will come in and clean and set things in order. That's what the Holy Spirit does in your life and my life. He comes in and he, and he works behind the scenes. He's not, first of all, trying to change the outward thing. He's first of all trying to change our inner orientation our inner direction and he comes and he and he repairs and he replaces and he restores all those little gears and dials that are spinning on the inside and he makes sure that that it that they get that they work the way they should work and it takes time isn't that so true that it doesn't happen overnight That's what discipleship is all about. It's about justification. It's not just about justification. It's about our sanctification. It's about becoming like Christ. It's about our daily lives being transformed that more and more we begin to look like Jesus. Not because we act like Jesus outwardly. It's not just merely what we Jesus do. It's because we are being transformed on the inside. Our thoughts are being changed. The patterns of our thinking, our desires are being changed, being transformed. Our our view of life, our worldview is being transformed. The spirit of our mind is being renewed. The law of God is is in our minds and written on our hearts. And as that happens, we begin to, to change. And as that change takes place on the inside, you start seeing the clock hands on the outside starting to keep time, starting to be right more often, starting to hold to the right rhythm of life, beating to the right pattern because the the inner workings are being done. And you know, it's only the Holy Spirit that can do that because every human being is slightly different than the other. We have a lot in common as human beings. We We were all created by the same God in his image so we all come off the same blueprint and therefore we have similarities many similarities there's a lot about us that is the same on the inside and we work off the same truth but there are parts of us that are different we were created to be different unique we all experience things a little differently we 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 respond differently we have different characteristics, different personality traits. We are all slightly different. And then we also have different external circumstances that has played a role. We're not completely shaped by our internal, our external circumstances, but they do play a role in who we are. We're not just products of our environment. We're more than that, but our environment does have an impact on us. And so all of that means that you're a bit different than what I am, and And the idea is that we each need specialized attention and that's what the Holy Spirit can do. It's only the Holy Spirit that knows you intimately better than you know yourself. He knows your thoughts. He understands them better than you do. He knows what you think and what you feel. He knows your desires. He knows your orientation. He knows everything about you. And it is only him, that can go in there and say, your clock is wrong, your time is wrong, because this little spring has been worn out and needs to be replaced. Or or this dial has a tooth missing uh, and this little gear needs to be repaired. It's only the Holy Spirit that can do that. That is that master craftsman that can come in and work with you we we can we can dig in our own lives and we can even get other people to dig around and scratch around on the inside but nobody knows you like the holy spirit sometimes the holy spirit will use somebody else with you to work on your insides to to help you to guide you to pray with you to give you perspective it's very helpful it's very necessary often that when we really get in trouble that we get stuck that we get professional help people that are experienced that that understand the patterns of of our inner workings and that can guide us by the holy spirit to to know and recognize the the things that needs to be changed but it's only the holy spirit if you get if you get people that have human wisdom digging around trying to sort out your insights they're going to make a bigger mess of it because they don't understand god's patterns you were made to, to run according to God's pattern. The Holy Spirit is the only one. Oh, I, I think about it like this. You know, we've got four children, four boys, and they are, each are very different from the other. They are similar in many ways. They're, they're human beings, so, you know, they they run with the same principles, but they, their personalities, their character, their just the way they live, the see things, their desires are so different from one another. You know, and as parents, we have to learn over time that we can't, we can't raise them exactly the same way. There are broad principles in our house that are the truth for everyone. Everybody applies the same for every person. But then there are things that are slightly different for each of them. There are things that we do differently. They, they, they followed the same rules, but if they transgress the rules, they I didn't always discipline them the same way, because for one of them you just give him a look and that's enough. The other one you have to be a, a little bit more, um, you know, proactive around their discipline. Um, for one of them, if you want to do something for them that really is meaningful, it's different than what you'll do for somebody else. So there's no cookie cutter, one size fits all approach with them. We had to. Learn to understand each of them, to raise them the way that they needed to be raised within the structure of a broader family. So they have to fit in, but also be their individual self. And that balance is not always easy to handle. And the only way we could find to do that balance is by paying attention. We had to pay attention, get to know them by by observing them, spending time with them, quality time and quantity time making opportunities, doing extended family times, doing regular family times, just everyday things. You know, often it's the, many parents will tell you, it's often the times when you're driving them around, which becomes key times where where a lot of the time they don't want to say anything. They're just sitting there. They don't want to really engage. But sometimes stuff you you know just pops out in those moments or sometimes you're driving them with their friends and as you hear them talking with their friends you're you starting to pick up some glean some valuable information you know it's it's you have to give attention to them you know and that's what the holy spirit does with you and me he gives attention to us more attention that you could ever get from any anyone else or any other thing the holy spirit gives you the holy spirit is your counselor is your comforter, is your teacher, is your instructor, is your strength, is your power, your encouragement. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you and the Holy Spirit pays attention to you. And so when we come and we say, here I am, Holy Spirit, I need you. He transforms us. But it takes effort. It takes effort on our part to set aside Not just time, but to set aside space, to set aside our lives, to surrender to Him, to give it to Him, to say, come Holy Spirit. And to desire what He wants for us. Because it's not always going to be nice for us. It's not always going to fit into what we think is right. He's going to challenge us. He's going to, you know, to be transformed means He has to really change us. And you know, that the, the real scary thing is when you want to conform, you, keep, you remain in control because you are the active agent trying to change yourself. When you're being transformed by the Holy Spirit, you're actually giving Him control. And that's where that really becomes difficult. But it's the only way we can change. It's changed to the level where we can actually get it right more than twice a day. We can get it right more and more and more. Now, none of us are going to get it right all the time every day because we are still human beings and but we'll get it right more and more and more and getting it right matters so i want to encourage you today surrender to the holy spirit invite the holy spirit into your life every day and say here i am holy spirit when you're going through times of of difficulty and you and you recognize by your emotional responses that there's something going on, that you're getting upset or, you, or you're or getting happy, then particularly in those times also, don't miss the opportunity to go, Holy Spirit, thank you that you are with me. Show me your ways. Show me your patterns. Teach me according to your ways so that I can get it right, because getting it right matters. Invite the Holy Spirit. Don't just settle for conformation. Be transformed. You have that possibility. Because Jesus made it possible for you on the cross. And Jesus said it's better for you that I send you the Holy Spirit. So won't you pray with me today. And let's ask the Holy Spirit to come and to transform us. Holy Spirit we thank you today in Jesus name. That you are our teacher, our guide, our comforter, our instructor. That you are the one that gives us the power to live right, to see life the way it's supposed to be seen. And we just come and we surrender to you right now, Holy Spirit. Forgive us for trying to do this on our own, to to apply our own strength and wisdom, for trying to outwardly conform. We ask you to come in and transform us on the inside. Thank you that you love us, that you know each of us, that you pay attention to us, Come, Holy Spirit, transform us, change us, renew us. Come, Holy Spirit. I pray for every person listening to my voice right now, just in this moment, for your Holy Spirit to just be with them, be in them, and for them to experience you right now. Thank you for your manifest presence. Right now in our lives. In Jesus name. And thank you Holy Spirit. That with your love. You begin to change. You begin to clean up. And set in order. And I thank you for that Lord. Come Holy Spirit. Have your way in my life. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with me. May the Lord bless you. And may you experience His grace and get it right, because getting it right matters. Bless you.